The Pleasure Project with Donna Scogland, episode 91. Do you struggle with getting motivated to do certain things? So that is something that I hear from a lot of people, and especially when it comes to exercise and anything that feels hard. So I wanted to give you nine different tips, nine different ways you can create motivation. So the reason why I decided to do this podcast is because I am talking to a lot of new people that are joining my community and they're telling me about their goals and what they're struggling with. And this has just come up over and over and over again. I mean, so many people are saying that the number one thing they are struggling with is motivation. And so my first reaction to kind of seeing this was, don't wait to be motivated. Part of the problem is that you think that you need motivation in order to do the thing that you want to do or not. You don't maybe want to do it, but you know will help you like exercise, for example. And I think the difference between people that do things regularly, consistently like exercise, like preparing and planning healthy meals and getting things done, whatever it is, is that they just do them whether they feel like it or not. And I really do think that is the number one difference. You make a decision that you are going to do something and you don't give yourself the option of not doing it. So that's one. And the other thing is, and this is something that I tell my clients all the time, is that in order to make a change permanent, it has to become part of your identity. So when you think about something like exercise, you have to start to see yourself as someone who exercises as a fit person, as someone who prioritizes movement and does it no matter what. And when you're someone that hasn't done that in the past, then that might feel like a stretch for you. And this is part of you know the, the reinvention and the evolving your identity process that is just so important whenever you are going after any goal or trying to make any change is you have to start to think like the person who does it? So you have to use your imagination and think about, okay, if I was someone that was exercising every day, or if I was the kind of person who has achieved this goal, how would I be thinking? How would I be prioritizing my time? What would I be doing on a regular basis? What kind of habits would I have? And so you start to paint this picture of your future self, and then you start to act like that person. So that's number two. Now, number three is we as human beings are designed, we are hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So if you are someone that doesn't exercise, most likely you are associating exercise with pain. You think of it as being hard and challenging and maybe you think that you're not good at it and it feels like a struggle. So when you're making those kind of associations in your brain, of course, your brain is going to come up with a whole bunch of excuses for why you don't need to exercise and why you can procrastinate and do it later or start tomorrow. So the key here is to pair the thing that you want to do with something pleasurable. You have to make it enticing for your brain so your brain will want to move towards it. And one way you can do that is to think about how great you'll feel. 
and how proud of you yourself you'll be. And even look forward six months from now, a year from now, and see the results of having done that thing consistently, like exercising every day, how your body will change, how much stronger and more fit you'll be. So that creates motivation in the moment. It creates desire for wanting to do the thing, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging. And on the same token, we're also hardwired to move away from pain. So you can associate not doing it with more pain. So if you don't exercise, that means you're going to feel more sluggish. You're going to stay out of shape. You're not going to lose the weight. You stay in the same body that you have. And then that that is, again, motivating you to move away from that, which will entice you to exercise to actually get it done. So number four is start small. And often when we do get a strike of motivation and we're inspired and we're ready to go and we want to hit the ground running, we start too strong and we set ourselves up for something that's unsustainable. So if you aren't someone that exercises and you decide you're going to exercise, do not start with an hour-long workout five days a week. Because you might be able to do that for one day, maybe even one week, maybe even one month. But if you make it too hard, when you wake up one day and you're really tired, or you just don't have any energy, or you're really struggling to make it happen, you created this in this like huge mountain to climb in your mind, and you'll be more likely to think of reasons why you don't need to do it. So especially when it comes to something like exercise, when there is actual like strength that you need to build and endurance and stamina and all those things, start small. And I always start my clients who are starting an exercise routine and habit with seven minutes, seven minutes a day, seven minutes. You want to make it so easy, so small that your brain, you, you want to make it as hard as possible for your brain to resist it. And and really, you want to make it so doable in your mind that you can easily convince yourself to do it. The fifth thing is plan. Make decisions ahead of time. And when you make decisions in advance and you decide and you say you commit and you figure out exactly how it's going to happen, you decide when, you decide where, you're, you decide how, all the things then you have less decisions to make in the moment. As humans, we value instant gratification more than future rewards in the moment. So in the moment, we will always our brain will always look for the path of least resistance. So when you remove as many obstacles in the way of doing the thing that you want to do, that you have decided to do, that means taking all the decision-making out of it, setting yourself up, then all you have to do is, is step into the action. You don't have to decide all the little details, which just make it harder to actually do. So decide, I mean, and this is why with my weight loss clients, I really highly recommend that they build the habit of planning ahead, planning their meals at least 24 hours in advance, and sometimes some clients like to do it once a week. On Sunday, they plan their meals for the week. 
Either way, you don't want to plan what you're going to eat in the moment, because I'm sure you've noticed at the end of a long day, you do not feel like deciding on a healthy meal. You just want to make something that's fast, something that's easy, something that's tasty. So if you've already decided ahead of time what you're going to eat, then you just can follow the plan. Number five is expect that you won't want to. Expect that your brain will come up with excuses because we are hardwired to conserve energy. And when you have to do something that feels challenging, that requires some effort, you won't want to. Every single day when I wake up in the morning, I do not want to get out of bed. I never want to, ever, ever. I don't think it's ever happened that I just want to bounce out of bed the moment I wake up. I always try to linger in bed. It's so comfortable. It's so cozy for as long as I possibly can. And eventually I'll look at the clock and I'll, you know, think about, well, I want to have enough time to have, you know, luxurious amounts of space to do everything I like to do in the morning. So I'm going to get up, but I never want to. And there are many days that I don't want to exercise but I do it every single day without fail, even if I don't feel like it. Number seven is accountability is always helpful. So when we're talking about workouts, you can see if you can find a work, uh, like a partner to work out with you, or even just someone that you can text and tell them, Hey, I'm doing it. This is why a lot of people hire me as a coach, because I am in a sense, their accountability partner. Every single week, I ask them to tell me their wins. I, I want the update. I want to know how it went. I want to know what they did, what they didn't do. And just knowing that they have someone that they're going to tell what they're going to do and tell if they followed the plan or not, that is highly motivating to actually get it done. Because as humans, we we want to follow through on what we say. We want that congruence. We want to feel like we're in integrity. So we have a much easier time doing this, this with someone else than we do with ourselves. So if you know that accountability is something that's really helpful for you, find a way to make that happen, whether it's a friend or a coach or a family member. I often, you know, will declare something publicly when I say I'm when I decide I'm going to do something that's challenging, because I know that just by making it public, I am I will, I'll do it. I will do it. I do not like to go back on my word ever. Number eight is environment. Now, environment is so important when it comes to how we can shape our behavior. And our environment is literally priming our subconscious minds all the time. Everything that you see, everything that you're surrounded with is communicating to you on a subconscious level. So for exercise, if we continue with this example, you can think about how you can shape your space to support an exercise habit. So where in your space can you exercise if you're gonna do something at home? So I, I'm very fortunate to have a, a home gym. So that is so helpful. It's so helpful that I have a space that I can go to and it's away from everyone else in the house. I don't have to worry about waking anyone up. I know some of you don't have that luxury and you do have to be mindful of waking people up and making noise, but see what you can do. Can you carve out a little corner in your bedroom or can you lay out 
your yoga mat in your living room the night before? What can you do so that, again, you're removing any obstacles on the path to you executing on the thing that you want to do? Lay out your workout clothes, take out your running shoes, put them by your bed, set up your iPad or your laptop with the workout that you're going to do the next day. All these little things make a huge difference. And again, it's just less decisions that you have to make in the moment. And you're creating an environment that is subtly reminding you of what you want to do. So if you see the yoga mat when you wake up in the morning, that prompts your brain, okay, I said I was going to exercise. I have everything set up. I just need to make it happen. And I've made it easy enough so I can just do it with as little mental resistance as possible. So these are all the very important pieces to help you. And you can call it generate motivation or just help you do the thing that you know will help your life, that will improve your life, that will get you the results that you want. So let's recap. Number one is don't wait for motivation. <laughs> just do it. Just decide you're going to do something and let yourself do it uncomfortably with resistance and all the negative feelings, bring them with you and just get it done. Number two, make it part of your identity. Think about the future self version of you that is already that already has this habit dialed in or is, has already achieved the goal. Act as that person. Start to think like that person. Be that person and you will have the results of that person in time. Number three is associate the activity, the habit with pleasure. And then also associate not doing it with pain. So make it enticing. So think about how awesome it's going to feel having done it. Think about the results you will get from doing it consistently over a longer period of time. So think about the pleasure that you'll get, you know, today instantly or, you know, right after. And then also think of the long-term pleasure that you will get from doing this. Number four Make it easy, make it small, break it down into the tiniest incremental piece of this action so that it's easier to just get started. Getting started is often the hardest part. Number five is plan ahead. Decide the day before, maybe the week before when you're planning for your week, all the details, when, where, how, Every As much as you can figure out in advance, the less you have to think about in the moment, and then you can just follow through on all the decisions you've made ahead of time. Number six, or number five, where are we? Number six is just expect that you won't want to. Expect not to have the motivation in the moment. And this kind of ties up back to the first one. Don't wait. Actually expect that you might have some unpleasant feelings about it. And that doesn't need to stop you. Number seven is accountability. How can you set up an accountability structure to support you in following through on your plan? And the final one, number eight is environment. How can you create and design your environment to support you doing this action? So these are all things that we will dive, be diving deep into in the Pleasure Project program. 
which starts in January. January 23rd is the first week of the program. This is my 11-month-long deep dive into rewiring your brain for more pleasure, more joy, more abundance, more ease. It's about creating the life you want and falling in love with your life right now. And this is also about becoming the healthiest, happiest version of yourself. So there will be tools that you'll be practicing. There'll be brain rewiring neuroplasticity practices that we'll be doing together. It is going to be a truly transformational experience. And you can find all the info at the link in the show notes. So if you have any questions, reach out, set up a call, and I hope you join us. Talk to you soon.